Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two bands whose names sound similar, but the music sounds very different. This week we're talking about the Aqua Bats. I'm Jared. I am Dax. Caleb. Still here. So this week uh, we're talking about the Euro dance group sensation Aqua and the uh, punk ska bats. Bats who also fight crime. Yes, the Aqua bats. They have suits. Anyway, we're not talking about the suits. Right yeah, now. they almost fight it evil out. more than crime. Yeah, but really, we'll get there. That's true. Okay. So Aqua, known more prominently than anything for their song "Barbie Girl," later sued for it by Mattel. Yeah. By Mattel, sued and resolved. Yeah, five in two thousand two. Um, but they were advised they, to chill. They were. I know. They I were advised that. to chill. Glad <laughs> that was the best aware. part. <laughs> That's really the best part. That judge is a savage man. <laughs> I read a lot of like a few different things he said about it. He also, uh, if we're on there, let me let me bring it up here real quick. For for clarity, the song "Barbie Girl" they claimed um, uh, negatively affected their business. Incorrect be- because of their sexual innuendo. Yeah, they're double entendres. Indeed. Did they really say "blonde bimbo" in the original song? I don't believe so. Um, that's a good question. I don't remember that. Okay, well, how about while I read this, you look up. The I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Okay, so. Um, the judge said, if this was a sci-fi melodrama, it might be called Speechzilla meets Trademark Kong. Oh, my. <laughs> oh. And then they, the parties... I watched that. The parties were advised to chill, as um, Tyler st- said, and they cited it because uh, they were protected as a parody. Yeah, uh, Weird Al is nice. protected always under the parody guys. Yep. Um, and the thing is, like, I feel like it hurt, helped their brand more so than hurt the brand. Yeah, nobody was really paying attention to Barbie no. at that no. point. And in the time. like, the kids that sang it didn't know the double entendre stuff, no. but the parents just liked the song. Because it's not the kids that got it to number like I think it got to like number three in the like I think so. Kid songs don't get to the top twenty, right? And on Billboard because they don't call radio stations, they don't play. You know what I mean? And it's not like honestly, people and we've learned this uh, in the past. People don't really pay attention to the lyrics, anyways. No, No, when it says you can brush my hair and dress me everywhere, they're like, yeah, that's a Barbie. They're not like, oh, oh, that's. That's something else. I I see what you're doing there. That's yeah. her. It does say blonde bimbo, by the way. In the does ri- original? Really? Oh, man. What's never, the line? I never knew the I'm lyrics. a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, make it tight. I'm your dolly. I need you to play that. I guess I knew that she said that, but I never knew what she was saying. I knew the thing about the fantasy world. Well, that's it. It's but I didn't know the beginning of it. I know. A, it's after the second. You know, they say the little intro, then they do a chorus. I guess I thought that again, she it's, said it's some first verse in that anything sense. else. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. see what you mean. That could be anything else before I realized what that was. Yeah, I I have heard that song probably you know 2,000 times in my yeah. life. Easily. I've heard it 2,000 times this week. I never knew that she said something about it. And I don't know if, mm-hmm. like, the idea... Claim ignorance, Jared. Claim the idea ignorance. is, it's like playing on the idea of blondes being dumb. It's yeah. like the lyric. Right. So it's not necessarily calling her like a whore. No, well, it's like an airhead basically is a bimbo in that line. It's not like it, it can be either way. Can we get dictionary.com on the case? I want to see yeah, what bimbo see, means. She's there. not even blonde. That has to be some sort of appropriation. Who's not blonde? The singer. The Barbie is. Well, the Barbie is. She's singing from the perspective bimbo of Bimbo bread. The best variety of breads for you and your family. <laughs> 
So she's a blonde bread. An attractive but unintelligent or frivolous young woman. There you go. Okay. You want to see 4chan's definition? I'm yes. just joking. <laughs> Do you is is this uh I'm I think it's the the pot calling the kettle black maybe is something. They later in 2009 Mattel released a promotional vi- music video Featuring the song Barbie Girl oh, with, absolutely. with modified lyrics mm. as a part of a marketing strategy introduced to revive sales. Did they get sued? Did they sue Mattel? That would have been amazing. That would have been awesome. But why, how can you, like, how dumb can you be to say, okay, yeah, this ruined our brand in 2000. And then not even 10 years later, they use it. To revive their brand, and they're like, "Yeah, we were wrong. People like this song." It's like, they, "Yeah, you idiot." They what became you they became chill. Here, they <laughs> That's true. That's true. It took them almost a decade, but they they took the advice. Here's what happened: is in 2008, they had some new management come in, and they were trying to push the old management. They said, "Come on, let's use Barbie Girl," and they kept saying no. So they got them all out of the business. By 2009, they had gotten all the old dogs out of out of Mattel. And then all the young, all the young pups were like, "All right, let's all do Barbie Girl." Yeah. All the young people were, they said, "It's time to chill now." And then yeah. they pushed play, and that's what was on. Yep. Took a fat rip from their jewel. Oh my! Yeah, they were ripping cotton, blowing. Were them there clouds. jewels in two thousand nine? I imagine. Yeah, there had no. Been. No, there no, wasn't. There I were, didn't think so. But there were. We, I do think though that we should not um, claim complete ownership of the idea that Barbie Girl is all that they are known for because that is really just the US. Oh, I know. And in other places, especially in, you know, Europe, yes. They have yep. they are Danish and according to this delicious. They are uh, the most profitable Danish band ever. Yeah. They sold 33 million albums. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It's not surprising. It's also, I mean, like you have one big hit, especially like a, a big hit in the 90s where records sold all the time. Mm-hmm. Then it is not a surprising thing that they sold that many. They only had during their peak. They only had two albums. They had their debut album, which had Barbie Girl on it. Then they had Aquarius, Aquarius which was not as successful, but it was still successful elsewhere from the U.S. Yeah, overseas. And then they like just kind of stopped doing stuff, and then eventually got back together for their most recent album in 2011, which didn't do anything in the U.S. at all, and it barely did anything in the U.K. But you can't come back to that. No. It's too late. Europop's not there no more. Correct. Yeah, that, I mean, that sound doesn't really exist in today's music no. in the same way. Like, the Europop sound is not anywhere near as popular as it was in the late 90s to early 2000s. Yeah, it's evolved, though. Like, you still hear, like, bits and pieces in pop music. Uh, their fame in Denmark, is that where they're from, mm-hmm. did you say? Denmark, yes. Uh, they spawned, like tons of sound alike bands mm. uh there was days who did uh the tamagotchi song which is, is pretty good and then i like those little things yeah it's, it's all cool. Europop groups making songs about toys toys yeah toys. absolutely there's also toy box which uh just the best it is basically aqua uh but just slightly different uh, i don't know how to describe how it's different maybe a little stupider but uh, uh, go ahead and play Tarzan and Jane by Toy Box. Deep in the jungle, in the land of adventure, lives Tarzan. It's the exact same thing. That's a pretty good Aqua song. I know, right? <laughs> it's my favorite Aqua song, I think. It's pretty It's pretty on the nose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty much, much exactly the, the formula. Is, they even have like the, the they, male vocalist, yep. female vocalist, Back. and the male vocalist is clearly nowhere near as good. No, he's not yeah. as good. That was a big thing in like 90s uh, pop music, though. There's another one. They came before Aqua. The Real McCoy. 
Oh, yes. That is the same thing. It's a female vocalist and a male vocalist who's kind of shit. What is the... Is that, an, is that Another Night? Is that them? Who did... I, what did the real McCoy do? <sighs> just look, just look at these things to me. Well, if you're going to bring it up, at least have some information about yeah. it. Roasted. Why did I do these Get things him. to you? That uh, is Another Night, yeah. Hey, thank you. Another Night by the real McCoy, everybody. Okay. So Way to go, me, Jared. Let me take you back uh, to... Uh, 1989, when when they got together, mm-hmm. Joy Speed originally in in yes Joy Speed. Thank you. I want you to play their very first song that was released, and it is a uh, quite a treat. Is it three words? I was I was just hoping someone would talk about this right now at this very moment. <laughs> song charted in sweden for one whole week wow they could have been the 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 what was it when was it released 89 or was it released 95 95 they could have been the 90s baby shark they couldn't have that took six years to make that song they got together in 89 and their first single was 1995 and they came out with itsy bitsy spider song that's been around forever look they've been trying to figure out the right format for years it was released they started doing death metal early on and then they moved into like a a more of an electronic realm they stayed there for a couple years they couldn't quite find the right electronic sound but then when they started blending in the pop They found Itsy Bitsy Spider, yeah. and that's how they got uh, there. They blew up in Sweden for a yeah. week. One where, week. Where, where we it, released, it also released in Denmark and Germany, but it it didn't chart. Hmm. It also, it's uh, apparently this like the physical single is pretty rare. There's only there's less than a thousand copies of it in oh, the entire yeah. world. There's got to be Aqua fans out there who are pining mm-hmm. for that one. They got to have it. They're watching it on Discogs. They're like, I will grab Itsy Bitsy Spider. So you wait. Let's see if I can. I'll locate it on there. Yeah, try and, yeah let us know how much it is, and we'll we'll put our money together, our Patreon money. We'll go towards it. Um, <laughs> Lena Nystrom, the, the female vocalist, released her debut album, uh, I think in 2003, and uh, it was titled Play With Me. Mm. You get it? Because she's a Barbie girl. Right. I found it quite astounding that, what was it, three of their members had solo careers? Yeah. It, because really, you wouldn't expect three of them to have <laughs> solo careers. You'd expect none of them to have solo yeah. careers. I mean, it, in that in in Denmark, you would maybe expect the, the lead female vocalist. What was her name again? Lena. Leany. Leany. L-E-N-E, however you pronounce it. Yeah. You would expect maybe her to have some outside success because, you know, they were very, very popular in that area. So that makes sense. But the male vocalist is just awful. He's mm. just not. He's hokey. Yeah. Yeah. He's real hokey. Would you like to play that song we found of him? Oh, it's good. Tyler, be ready for this. No, it, I'm ready. It's a cover of uh, of uh, Push It by Salt and Pepper. Oh. Name uh, Renee Diff. Renee Diff is the man's name. Claim my fame 
Mm. It's interesting because you can like almost hear that he he does have talent. He's just like putting it on. Yeah, it, almost. Yeah, it's almost a good rock song. Almost, almost. like it sound when. So last night, uh, Dax played it, and I thought it was a mashup between "Push It" by Salt and Pepper and "Push It" from Static X. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize what was. I was looking down. I was paying attention to something else, and I was like, "Oh, is this a mashup?" And it wasn't. He almost, for a split second, had the vocal inflection of Jonathan Davis from Corn. Almost, <laughs> huh. like did you get hear- that? But it was it, it was almost there. If you if you listen, it was almost there. Yeah. Like, no. But I love well, how he said that's clearly a success. He's almost corn. That's yeah. yeah. That ranks right up there where yes. it should. He could have been in uh, stadiums all across the globe. Yeah, it's hilarious because he Backwards said, K's. "I'm back on pop radio while rock music is playing in the background." Yeah, he Eminem'd you hard. <laughs> yeah. I love I love when um, music videos feature like. So it'll be like the band, and then surrounding them are tons of um, super excited fans. Because I don't, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that Renee Diff was, you know, doing doing some kind of show, and they were like, "Oh my God, Renee Diff!" You know, he had obsessive fans. Yeah, he probably didn't have some. I'll be your Barbie girl. You know, he had him. Some people like him. Well, Dax does. Dax likes the yeah, but group Aqua. Toy Box must have been an obsessive fan, I would imagine. I suppose mm. that is true. I'm surprised there's not more prominent samples. I couldn't find very many. There's a song called Party Girl by uh, Ludacris. Luda. Features uh, Jeremiah, uh, who's like an R&B singer. There's another girl in there. I can't remember who the, the third person is. but uh, Wiz Khalifa. Oh, Wiz Khalifa's there. And Cashmere Cat and Jeremiah. Yeah, J- Cashmere Cat's who it was. Uh, if you want to play just that little bit of the sample, it was it was interesting enough, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Okay, that's fine. Let's party again. Let's party again. I need party girls in my party world. Titties plastic, as fantastic. They just brush my hair and touch me everywhere. I'm sensational, they be getting naked. It's definitely a Luda like hook. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't think it's good. It's not. But it was the only mainstream sample that i could find that i found interesting which is weird yeah i agree like you would think that there would be a lot of people who would take barbie girl like like blue or i mean can you name some more big prominent uh i'm too sexy although i can't think of specifically about that alice dj song that that was sampled a lot yeah stuff by the black eyed peas they always sampled stuff Mm -hmm. aqua does have a Christmas song. Oh yes, I, that's yes, yes they do. It's called uh, "Spin Me a Christmas." It's not great, but it's going on my Christmas album oh or my a playlist forever. They also have a song for Halloween. Yeah, I like that song. It was super. Played the beginning of that. Yeah, play that okay. one instead. <laughs> It's Friday night, so creepy. 
That's pretty good. That I know. Was, I love that. That was great. I know. It was weird. And the the reference to uh, Scream, mm-hmm. right, with the guy. I, mm-hmm. And then, I got your number. I got your, I got number. your number. He has a Reese. pretty... He has a pretty good... Uh, he has a pretty good, uh, like, uh, scary voice. He yeah. does, he actually. He could have been... Uh, Gary Voice Man, Vincent, the college. Vincent Price. They could have done a Denmark. I could have done a cover of Monster Mash, and I would have listened to the oh shit. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, let's make it. All let's, right, let's stop giving it. out all the good ideas. We keep doing this. <laughs> we got to contact Aqua. They won some awards, you know. Enemy, yeah. enemy. Uh huh. Gave Barbie Girl the award. 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 Oh whoa, whoa! In 1998, Enemy gave Barbie Girl an award. It's the worst single. Oh man! And, but then also gave it the same, and also gave it the award for best video international. Oh, nice! Did you and see it won it? both of them? They also won the award, uh, major award for uh, what was what did it? Hold on, where did it go? Uh, the World Music Awards, I think. And if you can look towards the bottom, mm-hmm. they won the world's best-selling Scandinavian artist. Yeah, award. very good. I what year that. was that? Oh three. Oh, two thousand one. Two thousand and one. Scandinavian artist of the How do they the beat world. out May- Mayhem? How do you beat Mayhem? All right, we got to play we got to play that Christmas song for Dax. Reminds me of uh, like a song a sitcom would make as a bit. Yeah, when their episode's too short. You mean like How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just not. I love it. I love it. I bet you do. Um, I I found one more song that I found interesting of Aqua, and then if, if nobody else has anything, uh, the song is called Freaky Friday, and uh, I listened to it earlier, and it did not make any sense to me. So you see if you can figure it out. It's on the same album that uh, the Halloween song is on. Their second album, Aquarius. Uh, yes, I I also love that they have an album called Aquarium and an album called Aquarius. They were very, you know, very creative on that one. Howdy, people. Here's a little story about an old friend of mine. And to all you wake folks out there, this is Hardcore Ten Four. Did I the, cannot understand how any of that makes any sense. No. Did that I, have anything to do with Lindsay Lohan? No. I was going to no. ask the same question. Jamie Lee Curtis. But how... So your life is a, is freaky. I get. I understand the concept of that. So she but switched life, bodies be, with a country singer. Yeah. I don't know. Just like little Dickie. So oh, yeah. There's, so Dolly Parton is out there somewhere trying to, trying to get out of the body so she can't <laughs> sing Europop songs anymore. Oh, my. I don't understand. I did not like it, but it was weird. It's like uh, for a brief second they thought they were rednecks. Yeah, they could have. They could have done a. Um, yeah, <laughs> stole it. You got me. All right. I think we've had our fill of aqua. Yeah. Let's move so. on to the aqua bath. I've had a good. I've had a good drink of aqua, and now it's time to move on. Drink your water. So for the last two weeks, 
prior to this episode, I had listened to the full discography of the artist, like one of the artists that we were covering. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that for the oh, Aquabats. Okay. Wow, dude. Not that, this time. What a lack of... Your dedication is so lacking. It's starting just, to, I mean, no discipline I'm whatsoever. considering just quitting right now. Nah, it's understandable. But I did watch about three episodes of the Aquabats TV show. Uh, that counts, I it's suppose. It was... Oh, man. It's good. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love the TV show. It's so Where did you find ridiculous. It? It's on YouTube. They have episodes on YouTube. You can just watch episodes of the Aquabat Super Show. It's it's truly a treat. And it, it makes sense because I have always I have had an affinity for Yo Gabba Gabba mm-hmm. for many, many years now. And um what was his name? Um the MC Bat Commander, yeah, also MC known Bat as Commander. Christian Jacobs. He's not. He's only MC Bat Commander. MCBC. That's his. Uh, that's his alter. Ooh. I'm just mentioning his alter ego. Oh, so no, we're not supposed to know that. These are real superheroes in the real world. If you could stop unmasking them, that'd be great. I'm sorry. You're right. So uh, the MC Bat Commander, whose name I will not reveal. Very good. Was also a creator of Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, nice! And so he, they, they, it was you know he was obviously involved in the creation of the Aquabat Super Show as well, and it has a very similar tone to it. But it's a little bit like I don't want to say it's more adult. Like I, I could see an adult maybe enjoying it more than like a bright, colorful <laughs> kind of thing that Yo Gabba Gabba does. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's some really cool stuff that is inside the show. So, first thing that I noticed pretty pretty much like immediately was that the voice of the guy who did um the beginning of an episode of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy uh-huh. was also the one who introduced the show. Oh. Let me play like only the the shortest little bit of an episode so you get an idea of what it sounds like. Super show. Somewhere on the beach, dude. It's the same guy. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, I don't know, actually. I would have thought that it was um, Tom Kenny. That's what I was thinking. But I'm not Tom sure Kenny. if it is Tom Kenny. So. I tried to look it up, but it didn't work. That's, uh, so you're watching it on the YouTubes? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was originally on The, the, the Hub, hub. Yeah, which was uh, made after Discovery Kids was defunct. It was a combination of Discovery and uh, Hasbro, which is interesting because Mattel fought so hard against Aqua and and Hasbro wanted to be bros with the Aquabats. So uh, they made that the the channel The Hub, but then they had some issues financially and then they uh, closed, they, they canceled. The Aquabat yeah. Super 20, Show on, to on, the, on the hub. Is the initial. Yeah, they made two seasons. Yeah. They thought they'd get a third season because they were successful, but it just financially didn't make sense for their, the hub for some reason. And then uh, many years later, they did a uh, revival, a, crowd, a crowdfunded revival mm-hmm. on uh, what's that thing on called? YouTube? No, the website, the Kickstarter. Use. Kickstarter, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, on Kickstarter, the originally Rad Ventures. Originally, they had set a goal of a million dollars, and they did not hit that goal, and so they closed down the Kickstarter, and then said, "Okay, we need to like re, kind of refigure out how to do this properly." So they did another Kickstarter not long after for a hundred thousand dollars, I think, or maybe two, something like that. And they ended up getting that goal because originally they had gotten over six hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the one million dollar one, but they were four hundred thousand dollars short. So then they ended up getting thousands over because they changed the thing. Uh, and so they are doing bi weekly episodes, or they were on YouTube with the Kickstarter money, and they also put the money towards new music and uh, touring and live videos and stuff like that. So let's it, start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we should band. we should we should go back because what's wild is that the TV show started in 2012 and they have existed yeah since like the mid 90s 1994 I believe is yeah. what it yeah. said right yeah so they uh, they began uh, as a way to uh, make fun of uh, the punk music in California yeah so they kind of went to shows and saw that like. There was violence and people like just were like uh, jerks to each other basically. And they were like, well, I don't like this. Let's just like 
create a group that is anti this. Yeah, he said that the he felt that the punk scene at the time was overwhelmed with testosterone, beer, and people fighting. So there you go. Yeah. So then that he discovered uh, punk or a ska music, and he was like, "This is way more fun," and they're just dancing and having a good time. And so instead of being the anti to the punk, they just wanted to be fun like yeah, ska. ska. Which ska and punk are they're in the same close. family. Yeah. And How did it take us this long to get to ska? I know, show. and it's the Aquabats too. Yeah, that's I know. What's weird. I know. <laughs> so um, they we could have done real big fish. I know. Uh, I thought about we that this week. How we could have done it and didn't do it. Yeah. Now it's and I blame him. Yeah, it's his fault. Thank you. So, um, so then they started playing shows. They had only rehearsed like one time before they played their first show, and uh, they had originally like wanted to change musicians and costumes throughout the entire show and uh, then it kind of became tedious and mm-hmm. annoying to have to bring they their equipment became so that the the costumes were more inhibitive than the actual instruments were yeah, isn't that and so they said we got to figure something else out <laughs> so they decided to all just wear the same costume throughout the entire thing they created this superhero uh, storyline mythology thing and each interview they would change the story kind of a little bit. Like, it, the ethos of the story changed by the interviews. So um, they started getting some popularity. They opened for No Doubt. They opened for Sublime, which uh, is amazing. Uh, uh, a few other, I think probably Real Big Fish at some mm-hmm. point as well. Like, if I, I looked at their Wikipedia page and all the things that they had opened for over the years made so much sense. Like, later in their career, they yeah. opened for Bowling for Soup. I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um and then also a very interesting thing is the original drummer of the Aquabats was none other than Travis Barker from Blink-182. No, 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 no way. So I thought... Who is a member of the Aquabats still. He said, mm-hmm. once an Aquabat, yeah. always an Aquabat uh, on a TV I don't, show. I don't, think they would want to, I don't think they want to claim him. Anymore. Oh, they do. They he do. He, Come he on. went and played with them again. And he was in... Uh, they did a video to promote the Kickstarter show, mm-hmm. and he was in that video. Oh, boy. That and video was great. It was great. They it's, That video alone had um, Weird Al Yankovic. Yep. It had Jack um, Black. Jack Black. Who also executive produced the revival show. Sure. Oh, did he? Yeah. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that makes sense because in the video, he's like, he goes to this all powerful being and he's like, please, we want to bring this show back. And then he lifts his hood off and it's Jack Black. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yep. Uh, Triumph the Talking Dog. The guy from yeah, Reno 911. Yes. Which, the, yes. which guy? The main guy. Thomas Lennon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I can never remember his name. I yeah. always confuse him with a beetle. Oh, well, oh, okay. That works. That's pretty popular. You know, this costume, you know who inspired them? All wearing one same costume. Well, who's that? Devo. Yeah. So, so yeah. suck it, y'all. They have a relationship with Devo. Yeah, because Devo's awesome. I hate all of you. Devo, Mostly him. Devo was on <laughs> Yo Gabba like Gabba. Devo. How dare you say this? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will also say not to. I don't want to dominate the Yo Gabba Gabba conversation, but Yo Gabba Gabba also has. I think I've mentioned this before, and I will mention it every single time. And this is the best opportunity to do so. They have damn fine music. Mm-hmm. Yo Gabba Gabba brings in some cool bands, and it's really because of the relationship that the Aquabats have with outside bands mm-hmm. that yeah. brings in like interesting, cool, like punk yeah. acts and like Devo of Montreal, of Montreal, Kayback Sunday, My Chemical Romance. Like the list goes on and on. It's crazy. So they wanted to combine Devo and surf music, which is just the best. Yeah, thing that's in the what world. I already really, said. It's that. the best thing in the entire yeah. world. Come on! <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. And they even like wait, later in their career, like their like later albums, they wanted after the success of their second album, I believe. Uh, I'm talking about the Aquabats here, um, they felt bored with ska for some reason, and so then they started more synth, like yeah, new a, wavy type, new wavy kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And they later said that that was a mistake because why would you change your sound when you found any remote success? Right, sure. Like they they weren't like successful. Like they they didn't get a top twenty. They just got one like one hundred eighty one on the Billboard top two hundred. Like they right. when did that change on the third one, I believe. The Myths, Legends, and Other Amazing Adventures Volume Two. I th- I think Came out so. Two thousand maybe. I I don't. Well, we I, should we should hear a little difference. We should hear some samples here. Sure, you yeah. can sample a song from nineteen ninety nine if you want because I liked it a bunch. Chemical Bomb is really great. Let's try it. 
the supermarket Watching people cut in line I started thinking about human nature What would you do if there was no more food? My mind began to wander About greed and hunger And just how many of the countries Are getting ready for another war That's a pretty sweet song, isn't it? Yeah. That song's sick. Which era, do you, which portion do you think that's from? The early? The early? Because it's surfy, but it's not It's not ska. Yeah, it's not ska. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know enough about... That's their third album. That is their third album, but it's in 99. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was there, if it was coming into the 2000s. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I didn't listen at the time. Yeah. See, I'd only that listen. was the album where I found the band moving away from the Scott influence sound of their previous albums. So yeah. then you can you can play one if you want, of course, from the previous two to get the idea of the of their ska. In case anyone out there doesn't know what that is, you should know. Let's play Super Rad. What do y'all think about ska? I love ska. I like ska too. People get, we give it a lot of people, a lot of people shit all over it. I don't I know what that is. Yeah, they're dumb. They're, they don't like to have fun with music. I agree. What's wrong with all these people? It's the, grun- it's the, it's the grunge of fun. That's it's what it is. The grunge of fun. I have to admit, the Aquabats, like, it, you wouldn't think of them as like a band that people would like be into, you know? Yeah. But really, the Aquabats are like kind of the perfect band for the four of us they're in really a lot good. of ways. Yeah, they've got ska, mm-hmm. they've got punk, they've got a cool TV show, comedy. they're silly, yeah. they're comedy, they bring in a bunch of celebrities. Like It's literally like the perfect thing for this show yep. and our taste. And it's really weird. The guitar player, Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk. Love that name. Plays a jazz master. Oh it's Prom- they've got everything for you prominently yeah oh they're pretty sick i own a streetlight manifesto album and i don't tell people that much yeah I, I, they're okay <laughs> i they're good i've seen them live. I, everything at least i saw less than goes numb is a great album jake, i saw less than jake live once and they yeah. brought a guy up on stage because he had like a justin bieber-esque haircut at the time and so and they, they cut it all off on stage they gave him a mohawk See? on stage and then they, after the song, so he dances around, they bring up a girl and they say, all right, you two make out during this. Nice. And the girl was totally into it. And the guy was like, I've got a girlfriend. Oh, and there was like, boo, boo, boo you. Cheat on your girlfriend. Oh, we hate state, you. Yeah, I agree. It oh was, I mean, that's the that's kind of energy even, that Ska brings. And that's it's not crazy. even one of the, honest, I mean, I listened to Less Than Jake when I was young, but they're not even one of the better Ska bands, really, because mm. they're, they're like, Real Big Fish are better than oh, yeah. Less Than Jake for the genre. For their genre, yeah, less than Jake is more of like a a popular band. Yeah, yeah but they have more success. Yeah, but they do, but they get that's because they they get more into the punk. They have some sellouts. songs. For instance, Hello Rocky's a great album. I love that album. But like half the songs are just punk songs, right? They so, bring in way more punk than just right. necessarily ska. Whereas Real Big Fish are just like, yeah, we're ska. Yep. We're we're all ska. All right, so like probably Rancid is the number one. Would you consider them ska? No, no, oh. no. They're West no. Coast punk, man. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, I don't cut know. that. Cut that. <laughs> Get that out of here. I could be wrong. I can be wrong. It's okay. All right. Jared, you're, you're wrong. That's stupid. Well, I'm going to tell you what I normally tell him. What you what you just said was stupid, Jared. What's the definitive? What do you think is the number one ska band? Is it Real Big Fish? Probably. Real Big really? Fish, probably. They're huge. It might be. I've seen them live as, as far well. As they're good, aren't they? Popular radio, maybe No Doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. No Doubt is. Yeah. They are. No Doubt is kind of ska. Yeah. They do have some or ska. Sublime, or Sublime Sublime's count? kind of ska, yeah. yeah. What about Bismarcky? Oh yeah, mm, maybe the special. He's been on a, you know, he's been on an Aquabat song, has he? Yeah, which also makes sense because they brought in uh, Bismarcky onto Yo Gabba, Yo Gabba Gabba. He would teach kids how to beatbox, I which is that. the coolest thing mm-hmm. I remember him ever. That Bismarcky was teaching kids how to beatbox. How to beatbox? Yeah. How could you not love that? It's pretty good. So that's the first and only. Like probably album of the Aquabats that I ever knew or listened to. High Five Soup came out in 2011. 
and uh, it had like I read some reviews about it, and so I listened to it back then, and that was you know like a long time ago. But I never really followed them, and it it doesn't really matter that I didn't because they never they didn't release another album after that, right? So it's not like I missed anything. Other well, than a television program. You better watch out, because they're releasing an album this month. I know. I saw that. And they have a single out. They have three singles out. Really? Yeah. I've only seen the first... Well, the latest single, I suppose, is what I saw. But, so this uh, episode is a promotion for the Aquabats. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there and CD, buy it. Really. Yeah. Oh, I see. They've got multiples. I see these singles. Yes. So the On High Five Soup, uh, as you said, Biz Marquee is on the song Radio Down. You want to play Radio Down? Because there's a yeah, bit... Let's do it. There's a bit in Radio Down... I put this in the playlist, and I don't know if anybody noticed anything or not. But one, go ahead and do, uh, get to about fifty-five seconds into the song. You like that? Yeah, that's old Billy, Billy Idol. Idol right there. Yeah, you want Billy in there, little yeah. William. So we want to play the Bismarcky part too. It's in there. It's he just his little rap verse. Sure. I want a piece of pie, no matter what I say, it'll always come out fly. That's why I'm with the brothers that got it like that. They go by the name of the Pretty good. Bismarcky. Just a friend. It's great. Yeah. So that's not the only featured artist on the album High Five Soup. That's true. And I never thought that on this podcast I'd have an opportunity to talk about this. But lo and behold, here we are. Uh, the Aquabats had Strong Bad yeah. of the hit car- online, cartoon. online cartoon Homestar Runner, yeah. Homestar Wano. We have um, talked about this on the show before. Have we talked about Homestar Runner? We had to have. For what reason? I don't remember, but I, no, I'm I pretty sure. No, you're making that up. There's you no reason. think we have. Yeah, Tell we- us, fans. Yeah, you thirty people. There's no Whoa. reason we would have talked about Homestar. I'm sure Runner. we have it. There's like literally no reason that we would know. have ever talked about Homestar Runner. Well, what? I have a connection. Why don't, why don't you just tell us what episode you think it's on? Because you have not. You have nothing. Yeah, us. what episode do you think it's on? Well, I don't know. I'm just pretty sure. My neighbor and I used to watch Homestar yeah. Runner. He is the one who showed me some music, and then mm-hmm. we used to watch Homestar Runner. So that's the only connection I have. I believe our, our un- uncle showed us Homestar. Runner. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, David. A uh, friend of the show That's right. has shown us Homestar Runner. Friend of the table. I, I, um, not my uncle. <laughs> I watched pretty much everything that was up to that point. When I found it, I sat down and like, cause there were like 200 plus strong bad email videos. Mm-hmm, yeah. I watched all of them. Forgot about the strong bad email videos. The strong good. bad email videos are the best. They are good. I had a Homestar Runner t shirt. Mm-hmm. I played the games that were on the website. I, I was a huge, games. funny, funny thing that I did one time. I loved Homestar Runner so much that uh, I decided that I was going to develop a card game that was based on Homestar Runner. So, hundreds of sheets of paper. I printed off the entire Wikipedia character page. I was started cutting out faces and was going to put them onto cards and like develop some kind of card game. It never came to fruition. I need to bring it back. That's right. Needs to be done. That's right. And if you go on our Kickstarter right now, <laughs> you can buy you our can Homestar Runner card game. You know, the Homestar Runner is quite interesting. It First off, it started in 2000, like January 2000, and it's still going. Mm-hmm. It, it was, took a hiatus for a long time. It did for a long time, but now it's continuing. It was It's it's created and voiced by two brothers, Matt and Mike Chapman, mm-hmm. and they're from Indiana. Oh, we nice. can meet them. What if, they, what if we get them on that. the show? Oh my god! Get them on here. We could do like a discography because uh, what's the 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 dinosaur things that Trogdor? Trogdor. Trogdor. He's a dinosaur. He's a he's a dragon. He's a dragon. Yeah, that's a good song. Burninating the countryside. 
That's Burninating the peasants. Wasn't that in a guitar hero? Yes. It was. Yes, it was oh a bonus gosh. song. It was oh a bonus song. Yeah. 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 Wild. Oh yeah. We gotta get them on the show. In the thatch roof cottages. <laughs> it's it's a great song. They had a they had a whole album. They had a whole Homestar Runner album. Yeah. That's how like musically based it was. So it makes sense to Maybe like don't they talk too much about it. We'll do it in an episode. That's right. So Home Lone Star Runner. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I love that so that's much. That's a bonus episode right there if I've ever heard one. So, a couple things that I found uh, that we have not discussed. I, I know we're getting partly to the end of the thing, but so prior to the television program that you know and love, there was another pilot. It was so weird because so they were not they were making music that was not getting that much uh, commercial success. What they did, um, they they had a uh, concept for several to several net- networks, and Univista Television agreed to help produce a short live action pilot in 1998. It was directed by comedian Bobcat Goldwaith. Oh my, oh, that's crazy! Who we saw uh, in Chicago a few years ago. Caleb and I went to Chicago to watch Patton Oswalt's uh, stand up special, and Bobcat Goldwaith directed that special. And so we've seen him direct wow. in real life, which is very cool. Uh, and also in July of 1998, they fought the alien rock band Guar during the ska uh, parade. Oh, that's what phenomenal! A thing. That's my how? Why were we born so late, boys? <laughs> why were we bur- born at all? That would have been amazing. You think the yeah. total this is just pissing everywhere and they're fighting them? So, a little bit more. They had later, they released an album, and the record label that they were signed to gave them money to make a music video. They made, they used that money, and instead of making a music video, they made another TV pilot that was unsuccessful. So you can't, you can't complain about your music career not having success if the, the record company that you're lucky signed you, because they, Hadn't had that much success. They took the money that could have been a music video and said, we are a band. How can we best represent our music? How about a television show? Yeah. I mean, it fits. It makes sense that that's the thing that they would have gone with. But I agree that like a music video could have potentially made you know more waves than what... Yeah, musically. Uh, yes. But it took... They thought about quitting. They did take a little bit of a break and stop touring. They're t- working on that album, which uh, that... Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. I know. Get out. Get out. She's not bothering you. Yeah. She put her face on the microphone stand and rubbed it. Oh, oh did she? Yes. yes. If, yes. You, if you were looking, then you would have noticed. So um, before the album, the High Five Soup album came out, it took like two or three years uh, that it was in hiatus and they weren't sure it was going to get, get put out. Lo and behold, Nitro Records decided to sign them and put out uh, some of their music. They also were signed to Fearless Records. Well, not signed, but Fearless Records, a pop-punk label that I enjoy, put out um, their music as well. Nitro Records is owned by members of The Offspring. Really? Which is interesting because they're another California. Uh um, They're not ska, but they're in that scene a little bit-ish. So it's just cool that... I don't know what they are, really, because there's some punk in there. They're goofy punk. Yeah, they are kind of goofy punk. I love Americana. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good album. You do I love Americana. I had I got that album. It's one of my first punk albums. I, I got it at a garage sale when I was a little kid, and I love that album so much. Why Don't You Get a Job is a great song. It is a great song. There's, that whole album's good. So that's about all I got uh, on the Aquabats. I think they're very interesting. They're one of the more interesting bands that we've covered. The television show, I watched the, a little bit of the episodes with Caleb. It kind of reminded me of a mixture of Pee-wee's Playhouse and the Weird Al television program, just kind of the campiness and the kids stuff, but not like pandering too much like what uh, Yo Gabba Gabba was. But the the lead singer was a, he is a former child actor, a television producer, a musician. Like it, he, obviously they all have some kind of talent and it's just very interesting. It's true. So, uh, we want to vote, I guess. Yeah. Who do you vote for? Aquabats. Duh. Okay. Caleb? It's going to be a resounding Aquabats year. Dax? 
It hurts because I would like to think that I would vote for Aqua any time that they would come up, but I'm going to vote for the Aquabats. Man. Yeah. See, I was going to vote for Aqua, but because my, my mindset is that nothing the Aquabats have done equates to Barbie Girl, but nothing Aqua has only done Barbie Girl that anybody knows or likes. In, so in America, It's yes. difficult Aquabats oh, yeah. have done so much. It adds up yeah. to be more. I think. They have an official no. fan club, you know. Here's, so does Aqua. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, called, I'm, an, I'm an Aqua cadet is for it sure. Called the, oh, yeah, the Aquabats cadet faction? No, it's not. No, That's it's funny. not. Man, I don't. It's difficult because I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to vote for Aqua. I'll, I'll just All, right. All right. That's All right. fine. I mean, they're not going to win, so it really doesn't matter, Jerry. It's fine. Vote whatever you want. I vote you're Aqua. Not, it's not like you're really going to sway it. All right. So let's. Uh, Take a look over to patreon.com slash record roundtable. And uh, it was close. It came down to one vote that swung it. Aquabats win. Yeah, good. There you go. Thank you, Patreon. You've restored my faith in humanity. That's right. For this week. Amen. Check back next week. See you next week when you dash it like you always do, you dirty, dirty birds. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Let us know who you think is the good band. Follow us on our various social media platforms. Next week, we are talking about Cold Guar Kids. Goodbye. How can you not vote for Aquabats, Jared? <laughs> what the hell, bud? Listen.